great. Let's jump into our message now. Um, right now we're kind of holed up in our houses, but it's been so neat to watch outside. Everything has gone from just dead and bare to bursting with this new green life. Yeah, that's been one of the nice things is we can take walks and stuff outside and you know um, enjoy that spring um, life that's you know bursting out all around and uh, you know after a long cold winter to be able to see that happen each year and uh, I don't know this year for some reason it's been a little more special to me maybe because we've been so holed up and uh, you know even if uh, even if we have rain today in West Monroe you know look um, and, and we can't gather because of the coronavirus you know what, what else can go wrong with Easter Sunday uh, but look I'm hoping and looking forward to a, a sunny Sunday back together again. Um, sooner or later, that's going to happen, and it'll be a, a great, uh, a great thing to see each other, and and hopefully eventually to hug each other again and that kind of thing, you know. Um, so that that'll be good. But you know, there's no amount of of things can go wrong to that could possibly dampen what Easter Sunday is all about. Uh, you know, and the, the light and the hope of the resurrection can uh, pierce through any cloud cover and uh, in any circumstance of life that we're in. Yeah, so you're calling this today's talk and also the series that it begins, Raised with Christ. Raised with Christ, right. Um, and, and you know, we're talking about everything bursting into life out there and that's, you know, why Easter is so perfectly placed in April because we get this annual reminder of how the cold of winter uh, gives way to this warm and a new life of spring and thanks to Jesus death and resurrection we believe that that same experience is available to every single person and and so that, you know that's why we're calling it raised with Christ yeah that's good all right over the last few months we some of us have been working on memorizing um, part of Colossians and that's actually part of our um, our sermon today obviously is going to focus on some of that but when i hear those words raised with christ it reminds me of part of that passage yeah the very first verse i think it is uh says raised with christ and uh, and so that's you know something that several of us worked on memorizing over the last few months like julie said and um, the whole passage is really just a practical level talk about what it means to be raised with Christ, how that works out in the life of a believer. And so I'm excited to start this talk on Easter Sunday with this big question. Have you been raised with Christ? And that Colossians 1 starts with, so if you have been raised with Christ, so have you been raised with Christ? So I feel like usually that's sort of the end point that we get to on an Easter message is, have you been raised with Christ? And well, it starts out with... Um, you're talking about Christ's resurrection and the evidence that we have to support that. And today you're just kind of getting to the point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I think it's the question that we too often uh, don't ever get to on Easter Sunday. We're so busy celebrating that Christ arose, which is awesome, and we should, uh, that we forget that he arose for a purpose. And it was more than just putting a, cal a new uh, holiday on our calendar. You know, it was uh, that we have this opportunity to be raised with Christ as well. Yeah, so okay, we're going to look at our scripture now, but instead of me reading this passage, we're going to actually hear from a few members of our congregation that have um, been memorizing this, and we're going to share that with you now. 
So if you have been raised with Christ, seek the things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with Him in glory. If you have been raised with Christ, I mean, it practically begs the question, have you been raised with Christ? And there's other passages like it that we could reference. Um, you know, like in Philippians, Paul says that he wants to know Christ and the power of his resurrection. And it's like, well, do you know, are you experiencing the power of his resurrection? The whole New Testament just practically screams, have you been raised with Christ? And so that's our question today. So would you say that the resurrection of Christ is ultimately all about this idea of being raised with Christ, of experiencing the power of his resurrection and of new life bursting forth in us. Right, absolutely. Um, you know, again, Jesus didn't die just so we could have another holiday on the calendar. It was so that new life would well up and spring up within us. Yeah, that's the hope. But wouldn't most Christians say that Jesus died and rose again to forgive our sins so that they can go to heaven? Like, that's the main point just doesn't feel like we grew up hearing that type of language. Yeah, I think that sometimes we're really good at focusing on the beginning and the end and not the middle part. So, you know, like we're really good at talking about uh, the birth of Jesus at Christmas, uh, the death and resurrection of Jesus, and then let's go to heaven. <laughs> yeah, like that's the, the next one. And so, you know, sometimes the middle is lost. But, I mean, just like, just like a good sandwich, all the good stuff's in the middle, you know? <laughs> yeah. Or or a good story, like you have to cover the middle to for the end to have power, you know? Like for that to be a powerful, exciting thing to you, you have to have read the middle, you know? It's, it builds up to that. And really the whole, all the gospels, the teachings of Jesus, the uh, letters from the apostles, everything contained in our New Testaments is really the middle. I mean, it's the stuff that's all talking about what happens in our lives now? What happens when someone is raised with Christ now? What happens when they die to their old self and are raised to their new self and begin to walk in a new way of life? And that's, uh, you know, something that starts now and goes on forever and ultimately, you know, culminates with, uh, when Christ returns. But that's the hope, yeah. Yeah. So are there people that you fear are missing out on the point of Easter? All right, well, I mean, obviously there's... Uh, people who don't know Christ at all. Uh, but beyond that, I think there's some people who uh, their faith is so bound up in, uh, we could call it religion or legalism or, you know, measuring up, rule following, that, you know, it's about their morals, that it's about their moral superiority, their effort to be right with God, to live a right life. Um, and they, in a sense, you know, can miss a little bit of the point as well. Uh, you know, this, uh, you know they, they look at themselves and they're like, look, uh, I'm good enough because I'm not lying, I'm not cheating, I'm not hoarding toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> the new cardinal sin. <laughs> Don't hoard toilet paper. <laughs> but, uh, but then there's also a concern for people who only believe that Jesus' death and resurrection grants them entrance to heaven. And, you know, that's all this is about for them. And so then you're at risk of missing the whole point, you know, of, of new life welling up into you that 
is the life of heaven that's in you now, you know, um, that, that prepares you for a life with Christ in the heavens. Mm -hmm. So this is the benefit of being raised with Christ. Right, and our passage actually says, um, you know, you might, that passage that they just read for us, um, your life is hidden with Christ in God. There's a sense that um, you have this benefit as being someone who's raised with Christ, that your life is hidden away, tucked away for safekeeping in the heavens with Christ, with God. Mm -hmm. and, and so then, therefore, that's why you're safe is because you are in Christ now. You are being raised with Christ. You've, crucified, you've been crucified with Christ and you've been raised into new life. But it's not just a reward of heaven down the road. It's the, it's the freedom you experience of walking in forgiveness, knowing that his cross pays for it all and, and that uh, you don't have to worry about the hoops of legalism and the, um, you know, trying to cross all your T's and dot all your I's and make sure everything's just right. Like there's forgiveness and there's freedom in that. And then there's uh, the fact that, man, you, uh, you are living, you know, someone else who is, their experience is the, the death of sin in their life. Like uh, the things that were holding them in bondage before that maybe they even looked at in their old life as things they loved, but now they realize it was killing them and, and they're putting that to death in their life. That's something that they can do by the power of the resurrection. And then, of course, there's just the new way of life that they find and discover in the teachings of Christ and in His Holy Spirit's help. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's lots of good things that come from, you know, being raised with Christ. For sure, yeah. So for someone who's not a Christian at all, or someone who has been, but it's been very legalistic for them, or um, biding their time until heaven, what do they do if they want to be raised with Christ to this new life that starts now? Yeah, well, I mean, that's the beauty of the gospel, right? Is that the resurrection life is available to everyone, uh, no matter who you are, no matter whether uh, this world tells you you're good enough or that you're desirable, um, that God desires that for you enough that Jesus would suffer the cross and the shame and uh, the powers of darkness and all that that we talked about last week, uh, that he would do that for you. And so, uh, man, it's, it's, this good life is available to you and it's a never ending life it's so good that it never stops mm -hmm. and uh, you know that's been the good news from the beginning that they began to spread as soon as Jesus ascended into heaven and he told them right before that go and, and share this news with everyone not just um, Israelites you know but everyone in the world all nations and so ever since then this news has been spreading that you are welcome at the table that you are uh, invited into this new life so I think it's sometimes confusing, like on one hand we're told simply believe and have faith and on the other hand it's like practice this new way of life, it feels sort of... <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, just believe and you've got life and then the other part of it like this, there's some effort involved. Or right, whatever. it's like act, don't act. Yeah, uh, so the kind of faith and belief that is talked about in the New Testament is never the kind of faith and belief that's just like, yeah, I believe Jesus died and rose again. Um, like one of the New Testament writers points out, uh, we believe it was Jesus' brother that actually wrote this, but he talked about how, like, even the demons believe that he's the Son of God, you know? Yeah. Um, so there's, it's not just about a, a mental assent to, oh yeah, um, we believe he, he really existed and died and rose again. It's, it's kind of like... Uh, Maybe it's more like choosing to act as if that's true. 
like you're choosing to live your life as if that's true. So, and that's helpful too, I think, because sometimes I, I've felt like my faith has to be so pure. My belief has to be so pure that there's no room for any doubts left in there. And so when there's no doubts left and my faith is all I've got, then I can be sure that I'm going to heaven. But when we look at, again, the New Testament records and even the records of Jesus' resurrection, the people that actually saw him and had faith still also had doubts <laughs> that they wrestled with in it. Mm -hmm. And so it's not an absence of doubt. It's never been an absence of doubt for anyone from Abraham, who was considered the father of faith, had doubts, you know? And so it's about what do you choose to act on? And do you choose to act as if God's not real, or do you choose to act as if he is real? Because, uh, I mean, we all know that there's, you know, a lot of folks who say they believe in God and don't live as if there's a God. They live more like atheists, but they say they're not atheists, you know? And it, all of us can fall into that trap of saying, oh, yeah, I believe this, but then we live as if we don't believe that. Right. And so the, really the, uh, the kind of faith that is talked about here and, and what, the reason why it seems confusing sometimes is because we think, oh, the Bible's just saying, if we just believe this, then boom. You know, if I just say, yeah, Jesus lived and died and rose again, then boom, I'm in heaven. But the kind of faith that they're talking about is, um, is, has to do with that. What, what are you acting like is true? An you know? active faith, yeah. Um, so if someone begins living as if the death and resurrection of Jesus are true, is that kind of what it means to be raised with Christ? Uh, I think so, you know, except I'd add that the Holy Spirit plays a huge part in that. You know, it's not like, I don't, I don't mean to make this sound like it's just our effort that we just, you know, start, uh, like we believe Jesus died and rose again, so we're going to start living like it in our own power. It's something the Holy Spirit has to help us with. But yeah, that's the idea. Yeah. Raised with Christ. So what would it look like to live as if that were true? Um, you know, okay. So the details are going to look different for everyone, but I wrote down uh, three things that, and obviously, you know, you might think of more, but uh, three things of, you know, what it would look like to live as if the resurrection and all of this incredible story is true. I think we would begin to act as if we're in a love relationship with God rather than a legalistic one. Mm -hmm. We would uh, have a love for God that would spur us on to want to please Him you know, and honor Him. Uh, I think that we would begin to battle our old uh, bents, our old habits, desires, um, you know, those kinds of things we would begin to battle against because we would recognize how they're not honoring to God. And then I think that we begin to pursue new Jesus-oriented ways of doing life. Yeah. So over the next few weeks, I guess we're going to be exploring that in a more in-depth way. Right, yeah. I mean, when you read Colossians 3, 1 through 17, um, you know, which some of us have been reading over and over again for a few <laughs> months, uh, then that's what you're discovering there is that's what it's all about. So uh, just as, a, as kind of a teaser for what's coming up, you know, is that the... We find that the battle begins in our mind mm -hmm. with this being raised with Christ, that it, uh, that belief component is so important because we have to let that truth soak into our brains real good, you know, and get that, let that become our thing that we're focused on it, so that the Holy Spirit can begin to work that into our hearts and, and then we can experience that new life. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. All right, so last question. 
when you ask, have you been raised with Christ? Is that something that someone could answer yes to today? Like, it sounds like it would take a lifetime to be able to answer yes to that. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, there's a sense in which it's a journey, obviously, you know. Um, the same guy, the Apostle Paul, that wrote these words, so if you have been raised with Christ, is also the one that said, you know, not that I've attained it yet. You know, like, there's a, there's kind of a both end here experience. But I think that there is definitely a sense in which you can answer yes to, I have been raised with Christ already. And clearly that's the sense that he's using in this passage in Colossians. So if you have been raised with Christ, if you've experienced this, uh, so there is a sense in which you can say yes to that. I have been raised with Christ even now in your life. And I think that that's the, the sense that you've made a decision. It's not that you've arrived, but you've embarked on that journey very purposefully. You know, you, you have decided that I'm going to reject my old life, my old habits, my old, you know, the things that were sinful in my past. I'm going to, I'm going to label them as sinful and admit that they're sinful admit that they're not the right way to live and instead embrace this way of life that Jesus taught as truth. And I'm going to say, yes, his death and resurrection means that he is the king. It proves it. And I'm going to orient my life around that now instead of whatever I want or what the world says or what, you know, uh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, So it's Easter. New life is in the air. We're kind of holed up in our homes right now and all across the nation and the world. Um, Everybody's, you know, understandably worried about a physical death right now. Um, But meanwhile, creation outside our windows has been bursting forth with life to remind us yet again that death holds no power over the resurrection. That's right. I mean, the the death and resurrection of Jesus really did happen. Uh, There is power available to everyone who believes uh, that you, we are not hopelessly stuck in sin. We are not doomed to a dark fate. Uh, you know, new life is bursting forth even now, and so uh, may it burst forth in me and in you today. And may we be able to say together, "We have been raised with Christ." Absolutely. Uh, why don't we uh, pray together to end this message? Father, thank you for the life, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus. For this precious gospel that gives us hope. Our destiny was hopelessly stuck in sin without Jesus. Death was our destiny, but you took our death, and we believe that you rose from the dead. God, help us to live like we believe. May your spirit breathe new life in us as we keep our minds set on you. Amen. And if you I'd like to make a decision today uh, that you want to be raised with Christ, that you want to experience this new life in Him, then we invite you to do that. You can do that right there in your home, right where you're at, right there in your living room or your bedroom or wherever you're watching us. Uh, You can decide to follow Jesus. And you can speak to God and you can uh, ask His Holy Spirit to come into your life you can ask another believer to baptize you, or you can you know, wait till we can get back to church and, and be baptized then. 
that beautiful symbol that every believer walks into where you're buried with Christ under the water and raised up into new life with him. And so that's an incredible thing that, uh, but that's available to you right now and, and today. And if you'd like to talk about that more, if any of this doesn't really make sense to you or uh, you have questions or you have doubts or whatever, I'm available. Uh, so call me up or call a Christian that you uh, rely on or that you trust and, and make that decision this week. There's no better time than Easter Sunday to do that.